Salud and welcome to One Dope Goddess Books and Coffee Podcast. Today is September 28th, 2023, 10, 10 a.m. And you know, I just realized I skipped a whole month. I was supposed to do this podcast on August 28th, but life has been lifing. The kids were out of school for summer camp and now they're back in school. So I'm back on track. And also today is a chilly autumn day in Brooklyn and I love it. I'm in so in love with the season. This is my favorite season, the season of alignment to me because I'm also a Libra rising and it's Libra season connected to my Libra son fiance you know is the balance and the beauty of the fall of the leaves falling it's just beautiful to me and today is a chilly day for a perfect coffee drinking of black rose nestel I'm drinking tonight look at me tonight I'm all over the place I don't know if I'm it's day or night day and the book I'm reading the serious mystery author Robert Temple so let's tap in because you know it's been a whole month I'm off and it's got to tap in and get on back on track. The serious mystery today: How could the ancient and secret traditions of the African tribe contain highly precise astrological information about invisible stars in a serious star system? Some of it has only been discovered very recently by modern scientists. Half a century after it was recorded by an author part of just studying the tribe. The situation regarding the serious mystery has changed completely since the intentional edition of the book was published in 1976. My birthday. Didn't I tell you about alignment? At the time, the Dogon tribe tradition insisted upon the existence of a third star and the system of Sirius, which modern astro- astronomers could not confirm. But some critics said this proven the hypotenuse of the book of the to be false. If the Earth has been visited by intelligent beings from the system of the star Sirius in the distant past, and then they have left behind all this precise information about the star system, the fact that this described the existence of a third star in Sirius C, whose existence could not be confirmed by the modern astronomy, rendered the whole account untrustworthy however the existence of the series c has now been confirmed after all the basics of science is that you forward a hypnosis containing a prediction and then you seek to verify or review the prediction if the predictions is confirmed the hypnosis is considered to be verified the hypnosis of the serious mystery has been very verified in a dramatic fashion in 1976 my birthday and its years of immediately flowering, I predicted on the nervous occasions the existence of a small red dwarf star could be the verified in the Sirius system to be called Sirius C. According to the standard naming schemes of astronomy, there have already been, been an A and B. This has been happened in 1995. The French astronomer Daniel Bissess and J.L. Duvert published the results of years of studying the, drum, the journal astrology of the Hyoscriptic stating that a small red dwarf star Sirius C seems to exist in the system of the star Sirius. They have been detected a perturbating which cannot be explained by any other means. This verification is the highest specific astrologist 
predicted, which has been now confirmed. It is not as if I had predicted that, say, a comet will approach Earth during 1997. There are many comets, and one might approach Earth at any time. But when the predicts that a star will be discovered on a specific star system that it will be a particular type of star, when indeed happens 20 years later, that is rewarding. Oh, excuse me, rewarding. Excuse me, I have to turn on this light because I'm trying to see my glasses. There, now I can see a little bit better. Bad enough, I know sometimes I'll be stumbling over my words. But continue. What is the hypnosis then which has been startling confirmed in the best traditions of science? It, it is that our planet has sometime in the past has visited intelligent beings from the system of the star series. This suggests that no longer considered as strong as it was in 1976. After all, the serious mystery generated enormous discussions around the world, which has done so continuously since it appeared. Many years have passed and the public opinion has undergone a sea challenge. This book seems to have founded a ginger of books and there are several hearings that names of Sirius or Orin and their titles. In 1970s, it was a new ages who was the first oh, 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 we all offline okay new ages who first adopted the sentiments of the serious mystery my phase comic trigger even became the title of the one of those several books of discussing which issues great length for robert alton wilson i was with recently surprised to learn that the internet has many websites discussing the series of mystery and there seems to be a whole series industry out there cyberspace somewhere a friend recently asked me don't you ever use a search engine to look up series doggone etc i have to admit i don't although i do use the internet i don't have time to consult websites discussing my own work i leave them note to others but i'm glad to learn that the interest is so large I just hope that they will, they got all information correct. Many of our pleas of 1976 have been answered for existence. A young man read the index about Proclus, decided to do his PhD about him, and now published a very extensive book on the subject of Proclus. See postscript to my appendix too. Another man read the book on 1977 while traveling to Egypt and decided to undertake his own research re- relating to the subject. His name is Robert Bravo. And his articles and his book, The Organ Mystery, has explored some fantastic possibilities that the serious cult and the Egyptian pyramids. He contacted me several times when we finally met. He urged me to strongly revise and reprint this book. I took his suggestion seriously, as you can see. Since the original publication, The Serious Mysteries, a whole generation ago, few will recall the amazement excitement generated by the appearance. No book quite like this. That had ever published before, but I had apologized constantly for taking about little green men, and some close friends dropped me and tired, never spoke to me again because the extraterrestrials of the time were not deemed socially acceptable, but not discussed at them. For instance, for an older woman whom I had been or I thought was closely friendship for years, turned her back on me completely at the publication of a series of mystery. And mutual friends said it was because I had published something about spacemen, which she thought was simply appalling to do. 
numerous of British scholars who I knew used to ridicule the fact that I had discussed something as lowbrow as spacemen, and I was therefore clearly not respectable person. So he goes on with that, and now I'm going to skip onto some more juicy parts of the book. Now let's go on with this. We should not forget that the doggons say that the nomios will be returned, and when we do, it's called the day of the fish. The first indication of their return, says the doggone, will be that a new star will appear in the sky and the star of the tenth moon will return. Elements which are of the moment retracted inside the body will then reemerge. Then the nomios will land on earth again in their arc. The landing craft makes lots of noise amidst fire. From this will emerge the mystical ancestors of namely very same personalities who figured in this myth. This reinforces the notion that never die and never left the solar system. After they return, this group of nomions were removed from the waters, so they will presumably be considered political applications of their arrival. However, it must be unlikely that they were hostile humans since they will not be invested so much of their efforts to trying to help the planet devolve civilization throughout years. A goal that would want to see their work not to go wasted. They will doubtless be hopeless, therefore, but not as little distress. As awkward beings, one doesn't have to be genius to realize that the present state of the world's oceans will greatly accept them, and they not dramatic steps about them. Can you imagine yourself as a numerous woman in the ocean coming up for air only to have a plastic bottle bump against your nose? Oh my goodness. Another one of their lists would probably be control of oil spills and sea. Think like a Nemo with what they want the most. Clean seas, of course. They are bound to have advanced technologies for cleaning up the seas properly. So they will be very popular with environmentalists and very will probably be allies of the world's green parties. Maybe it's the future friends of the Nemo's who will be true green men. I speak of all this as I believe it. Do I believe it? However, much verification occurs. The hypnosis of contact of the Syrians remains a hypnosis until contact is re-established. And then we don't see to wonder about it anymore because it will have became obvious. My personal opinion that is very probably, probably true. I don't say that is definitely true, but the hypnosis can get convincing of all time. And there are fewer nervous or blinkered people nowadays who wish to diminish all extraterrestrial contact possibilities as impossible in principle. Of course, I've, I am aware of many articles written by astrologers such as John Lewis as the Royal Astronomical Society, which after all, as a fellow, I sh- still believe is the post-automatical. Suggesting that there seem to be no extraterrestrials around or in contact, maybe we we are alone in the universe after all. But I don't believe that at all. <laughs> so now I'm gonna skip on, which I don't believe. So I believe we're not alone in this universe, it's just, especially this present day and time. And when this was established, this book was come out because I know you know 2023 edition because we know what's going on right now. All right, so lastly, I'm going to read 
What is the mystery? The question which this book proposes has Earth and the past been visited by intelligent beings than religion of the star series. This entire matter of the series mystery first came to my attention around 1975. I was working on the philosophical and scientific problems with Arthur M. Young, Philadelphian, the inventor of the Bell helicopter and author of many books, most were published in after the series mystery. First appearance, which was in January 1970. Oh, shoot. My birthday year, to month and year. Oh, my goodness. This is really a connection. In 1972, Arthur was co-editor and contributor to the fascinating book, Consciousness and Reality. Arthur work was so slow to catch on that his other works did not appear until 1976, some months after that. After many changes of title, he decided to call his main work The Reflective Universe. It was once been called a manuscript, Quantum Lost, Quantum Regained, and before that it was called The Universe as Process. I have worked on it with him under those titles for five years, 1972 to, 1990, to 1966. From time to time for years that he had filled two or three portions of the grind document that strangely he didn't acknowledge many involvement with the essential work. Instead, his acknowledgement to me at the front of this book in 1976, the geometry of meaning. Which, which have been actually been associated with author's work at uh, the Bell helicopter re recorded his book. The Bell notes, when I was this very small child, age three or four, there was an incident regarding himself and a helicopter in a kind of glass bubble, carpet, the Houston River in New York State. I always thought this must have been author playing me as early visit of test flight. I was 16 when I officially met him in 1961. In my first year, I was an underground student in the University of um, Pennsylvania. So, basically, this book is basically the details of, the, of what's going on from, as you can see, 1966 on to now to present day and time about the Caesarians and everything. And the knowledge of the doggone, which I'm really, for some reason, very connected to this. Because I believe I am a starseed, a belief from Syrian. So that's why I picked up this book. So the last thing, I know I said I'm going to read the last thing. But I have to read about the knowledge of the doggone. If you look in the sky, the brightest star you ever see is Sirius. Venus and Jupiter are often brighter, but they are not stars. They are planets going around our own sun, which is a star itself. Now, no astronomer will tell you there are any particular reasons in the intelligent life to be in the area of Sirius. The reason Sirius is so bright that it's large and close, bigger than the sun, bigger than the handful of any nearby stars, that the intelligent astronomer will tell you that perhaps the stars tease you what Egyptian, Egyptian, which are rather similar to our sun, have planets and intelligent life. It would, would be a great guess, but among the stars most frequently discussed, possibility of harboring intelligent life, Sirius is not included. It is not a particular obvious choice. Project Omza is the spring of 1960. In most recent years, other radio searches for intelligent life in space. So listening to the meaningful signals from the stars, Tinju and Epsunoria, but none of them were detected. Not 
that that proves anything that these two nearby stars thought by some sensible astronomers to be possible to be locations of intelligent life in our neighboring space. Project Omza only listened to these two stars to see if the signals were coming from them or not a certain wavelength of the certain time with a lot of energy behind them. Nothing happened. Later attempts had been religiously widened through their scope without but uh, the astronomer had fully awake but they were waterized in the dark and the efforts really took the nature of gesture which would not with the describe as bravo and the face of astronomers and enormous odds so i'm gonna end on that and i still believe this book ugh, once again this is a this is a big book I have not finished it because it is so big. And I believe I'm trying to figure if did I buy this on Amazon or did I go to the bookstore? I had this book for a while, so I don't remember where I got it, but I'm quite sure you can find it on Amazon or any kind of bookstore. And I'm gonna end on that. 17 minutes this is the longest I ever read. So it's a very good read though, if you really interest into, you know, star systems and anything about that. My next book, I have no idea what I'm going to read. And I have no idea when it's going to be. Because you know how lately I've been skipping months. <laughs> so, But I will keep you posted. So thank you for listening. And I give this book four thumb stars. You know, four stars up. One book, two books if you want to get. But I, I truly wouldn't recommend it for anybody to get it. So one dope goddess out.